Quadrumvirate, the journey of love. Love says hi in the distance and prepares for his long trips. It's been years since his last meal. He likes to keep a light diet because of his several adventures around the globe. Love walks in a forest with a water bottle, flies with no seat, no ticket, no arrival time, no luggage. Love swims without knowing about the waters and no swimming suit because of his limited sense of style. Love does not complain for his solitude. He cherishes every day. He enjoys talking to strangers about what they really want to talk about. At the end, as per usual, he likes to give advice. Sometimes he likes he needs to review his map. He hasn't updated his technology yet. He uses old school maps. It is easy to get lost in a big place. He has never celebrated his birthday. He doesn't have one. He doesn't care about numbers anymore. He's timeless. He drinks water instead of coffee and tea instead of soda. He likes to feel right about himself. He wears shorts and t-shirts when the weather allows it. At times, he launches on the clouds, reads the newspapers, and wonders if his travels have been worth it. He's focused on delivering his final product. He doesn't like to get distracted with so many color colorful books. He picks one after the other one and remembers that he is timeless. He slides down the pool and sees his destination. He needs to take a bus. He has been there, but he doesn't quite remember. He makes a phone call and the receiver answers promptly. Hello, Peace family. How can I help you? Meet me at M. No time to meet anyone. Sorry. You will not regret it. I'm tired. I have no time, I said. I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm timeless. Meet me at a safe place, I implore you. A safe place sounds kind of okay, I guess. At a safe place, receiver goes with his pack. I don't mind waiting. I'm timeless. I can't say the same. Tell me, what do you need from me? I don't think I need anything from you. Instead, you need something from me. I have everything I need, and even if I needed anything else, I wouldn't ever ask or tell anyone. I am isolated. Son, you realize that your skin is not as it used to be? That's not your business. At least I have a stable job, savings, a retirement plan, a fancy place where to live, a car, and a pack. You're missing something in your life. It is too late. I'm old anyways. No matter how much I do, this is how my life is. Well, now you have me, and someone from your pack requested a special service for you. I have no words. You have no words, I know. I've seen how much you struggle to communicate with others, but it doesn't mean you don't have life. You have an opportunity every minute of your existence. Make this journey worth it. Nonsense speaks nonsense. I'm leaving now. Wait! One last thing. Put your glasses on. I don't listen to anyone. You will not see me again if that's what you want. I have my glasses on now. Please, hurry up. I have no time to waste. Thank you. Now, get closer to this strange-looking device.
What is that? Sometimes you don't need to know what things are. You just need to know how they make you feel. Can you stop talking like a bumper sticker? I will talk your words then. What do I do now? Close your eyes. I have no time, I said. Now, open your eyes and see through the binoculars. These devices help you to see things in the distance. I always thought that things in the distance were things that didn't exist. You're somehow correct. There are very few things that can remain in the distance. Remember, it doesn't mean that they don't exist. It just means that you need a binocular to see them. Tell me, what do you see? Oh, well, I see nothing as I said. I have to work tomorrow, and now you mess my schedule. Thank, thanks for nothing, Mr. What's your name? I have no name. Everyone has one. Well, not me. Why do you wear a paper bag on your face? No one needs to see my face. They only need to listen to my words. Nonsense speaks nonsense. Did you see a yellow spot? Yes, I see it. It is shining a lot, growing. I see orange, blue, and green rays. Is that an explosion? Not exactly. That's how love feels when it is true, and one of your pack keeps loving you and leaving now. Please, don't go. Tell me more. I do have words. It's too late. I have no time. Welcome to episode six, everybody. I'm your co-host, Russell. And Alexa. Yes, and we hope you enjoyed the short story that was created by Alexa. You can actually find more of those short stories on our website, so come, come visit them. Um, that story was actually created by the Amazon Alexa, and she just asked us, give us, give us a call, and asked us if we could um, publish and cherish. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Uh, so, um, let me ask some of the questions on what kind of inspired you for that short story. Uh, what did inspire you to write that short story? So, that story came like a year ago, or two years ago. Um, and that story is basically about my family and um, just how the circumstances have shaped our relationship. So in that story, I'm just trying to portray how much, uh, you know, how challenging can, can uh, be to be in different places with the people you love. So that was just basically that, you know, regarding, regardless of that, you can still, like, keep in touch with them and, you know, still, like, have a strong um, connection with them regardless. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really liked it. And uh, what was the, well, I like, really liked the part with the receiver and then the, the lover talking about what inspired you to, to have that section of that part. Well, I think we all of us have like many voices inside of our head, you know. So we we're just I was just trying to kind of uh, make it a two separate people, but indeed it was just like me right. talking, you know, to myself. Yeah. And what kind of feelings were you feeling at the moment when you were creating this? Mm, I it was just, I didn't think I was going to um, transition into, like, doing, like, characters. 
I thought I was just gonna do a normal story, but after I was like, wait. Sometimes it's better when you just um, put a, like a scenario. Um, it's kind of easier to kind of, um, you know, convey like the real message. So yeah, that's what yeah. I tried that instead. Nice. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, come visit the website. We have more writings and and we have a lot more going on as well. Right. Exactly. So we hope to to um, kind of show you some of these in our future podcasts as well to read some of our stories or poetry as well. Because I know you also have some, right? I say I have some stories as well that um, we I can uh, show uh, to to everybody as well. So I think that should be fun. Um, so moving on to the next thing that we're going to be talking about, uh, what we have uh, on our podcast this week is uh, our experience at Fort Green Park, which we, it was a Sundance short films, which was really cool. We had, uh, there was really cool short films that we will kind of want to discuss. Uh, the next topic that we're going to be talking about is kind of some of our experiences moving to New York City because mm-hmm. we, we both came from uh, two different places and how did we get here? You know, so that should be interesting and fun. And like, kind of like what our story was to get here. Okay, I think that sounds fun. So let's begin with uh, the short films. Sundance. Yeah, so we can first discuss about Fort Greene Park in general, and then we can go to the short, uh, the Sundance. Uh, so what the Fort Greene Park is a really nice park in Brooklyn. Uh, there's just like a, a lot of grass fields. And uh, I heard from uh, one of our friends that uh, one of the days, like a lot of dogs, like uh, just a lot of people walk dogs there. So you can have, have like a dog meetup or something there, <laughs> like on a, like a nighttime or something like that. Really? Yeah. So, she, you know, if you like a lot of dogs, a lot of dogs are at that park. Um, and the park is just really nice and they throw events there as well. It's just right? like so. any other park. Um, but I think it just has like more kind of um, events for the community. Yeah, which I really like that part. Yeah, because I think some other parks that I've been to, they are just like you know, normal parks that they have like things for kids and you know, the normal like dog park and things like that. But I like when they also include um, events. So I think that keeps the park a little more interesting and keeps um, bringing people over. Yeah. Um, and it gives it on like an, another type of service and, you know, all these like short films and like, uh, a small, like, um, people that have like, um, some type of art they can feature it as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So the event that we went to, uh, it was in July, it was the Sundance short films and there, are, uh, I don't remember, maybe six or seven, mm-hmm. uh, short yeah, films that seven. were that were shown and we're just going to go one by one to, to see how we feel on some of them. Some are better than others. And I think we, we also thought that it was important to advocate a little more for short films exactly. makers yep. just because they don't have the enough um, recognition and they don't have maybe enough resources to um, make it all the way through, you know, the big screens like, I don't know, Hollywood and all that stuff. Yeah, well, a lot of short films, uh, they're from independent filmmakers. Yeah. And there's sometimes there's only like two or three that, that direct and produce it. Mm-hmm. So uh, much props to them, yeah. you know, uh, for doing this. And, you know, just this kind of showing everybody, like, this is how you can do this on mm-hmm. a budget. Exactly. Yeah. So the first film that we have was... 
the the one it was right here the first one was O and that was one that one was probably the strangest out of all of them because it was a short animation film uh, there was no words or anything it was just um, kind of interesting animation and just sounds like yeah. a lot of sounds honestly it felt like it was just like a lot of like um like a uh, movement and kind of I thought they were just like worms to be honest yeah it was very it, strange type yeah. of warm looking things that were just moving and I was like I honestly didn't like because uh, you know I'm so used to just getting the straight um, you know type of movie thing so I'm, that kind of uh, cuts cut you off guard a little bit and you kind of have to think a little harder what is this thing in yeah it was very it was, to say it was pretty ambiguous like uh, out of all of the the shows the short films that we watched it was very the animation was really good it but was. um yeah it was it was kind of strange it wasn't my favorite for sure yeah i mean according to the the website it says that it was uh, the depicting animal animated cycles in a world entirely based on sound frequency and vibration yeah so that's something that you would never really come across or that you really think about until you know the they show it so it was interesting just to see how you know we all understand the world differently you know there are people that like you know love stories and da 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 but you know there are uh, other things that you can do as well yeah I mean it was uh, you probably would have to watch it more than once to kind of figure out what's going on type of deal yeah you will have to watch it for at least a year it's a year yeah at least for me okay that sounds good okay so the next film was about what was the name? Uh, counterfeit Kanku. Mm-hmm. That was about the Indian woman. Yes. That was dealing with um, an abusive marriage. Right. Um, and that she found herself in um, in Mumbai, um, trying to rent a place. But one of the um, requirements to rent a place is that the husband has to um, be the one that makes the, the agreement, like the deal. Um, and that's in India. I didn't know that. Um, so she had a lot of trouble because she was actually just uh, had the, uh, was trying to get divorced. Yeah, she was trying to get divorced. So it was yeah. really hard for her to get an apartment. Yeah. So she had to do like a lot of things to be able to get a place, which she did at the end. Um, well, she did at the end because she had to kind of... Yeah. You know, counterfeit. Basically, she had to say that oh, her husband was away, so that she she you know he couldn't sign it, um, but she will sign it. So a lot of the uh, apartments were like you have to be a family to rent exactly. it. Exactly. I yeah, think I felt. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was a it was a very good short film, kind of uh, showcasing like how um, around the world, you know, they have different traditions. And sometimes the traditions are is just um, I think they need to go away. Uh, to be honest, uh, you know, it's like why are you renting based on if you have a family or not? You know, they're basing that you should be married, you should do this, you should do that. But in the end, you know, it's just like um, you know, you if for people, it's just like they should, especially for renting, you know, apartments. It shouldn't be you know, discriminating in any you know circumstance if they're married or not married. 
Yeah, I felt that also what I heard before is that um, I don't know if uh, what other countries they do like arrange marriages. Right. Because I think one of those countries is actually India. Uh-huh. So, you know, that has already like an undertone of like being a very domin- like male-dominated society. Right. So when they put those things, like those type of requirements, like... It gets it makes it such a like a very difficult for you know for women that are not uh, married and you know like want to advocate for their career. So um, I feel kind of a little sad in that regard because until then I never thought that you know that you have to get with someone to be able to you know do yeah. something else because here and I feel that here in the U.S. that also exists, but I think it's not. Um, as much right. you know it's just like always like um, you know there's m- things that men can do supposedly do better and you know and there's always that like type of culture right. right but it's not you know it's not like in legal matters that you know you yeah. can do that I think Colombia is also the same but not to uh, to the point that you're not able to rent a place if you don't have a husband right so we'll be homeless like homeless <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how do you feel? Because I know for yeah, a yeah. woman's perspective yeah. is different. Like, you know. No, yeah, I really, how, yeah, I really how, how do you feel being a, a man? Like, how do yeah. you feel about the woman have to struggle like that? No, no, that's why I said that I, I don't feel like this should, that should happen. And that, that's, you know, it's discriminatory, you know, um, in regards to that. So, yeah. So for me, like, seeing that, you know, it's just. Yeah, it just it was a very a very good short film. I really like it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was basically just the same woman for the same. You know, these short films lasted for like around like twelve to fifteen minutes. So basically, and this one was just the same woman, you know, um, going through the struggles of you know, as we said already, of being a divorced person. Yeah. So yeah. Um. The next uh, short film that we had was called Emergency. Which that is was, actually was one of my favorites. Actually, it's probably my favorite. Your favorite. Okay, mine yeah. was about... Mine was the one that I, we just discussed about. Right, the Counterfeit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Counterfeit? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, tell us about the short film Emergency. So Emergency, it says, face uh, the little bio, face with Emergency, a group of young black and Latino friends weigh the pros and cons of calling the police. I just really liked how it was set up, how it was filmed, and just uh, the characters in there as well. Um, it was just it was just kind of like normal day life, you know, of like um, how people uh, struggle in regards to um, dealing with the police or not. And it was just showing you like how it can be very impacted on if, uh, you know, people should call the police. Mm-hmm. And if, the, if they should call the police, will the police believe them? I think that was like the biggest thing about um, about like the film itself. So basically, uh, there was a uh, there was two black guys that was walking down the street, and they were one, going into the house of their friends, and they see a white woman that was laying on the ground. Weird. Uh, kind of like look almost kind of like dead. I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Almost. So, yeah, so they look like they're kind of almost dead, and they're like they're they went upstairs to see their friend who was Latino. Yeah, we we're, we're um, we are stating the you know their um, 
how do you say this, like their background, just because this is the um, breaking point of this story about the background difference and whether yeah. you know should call the police. Yeah, just so, making that disclaimer. Yeah, so yeah, so they were going downstairs and they're like, well, we need to help this person out because we don't know mm-hmm. how she even got here. And then uh, they were arguing with each other, like, well, we shouldn't call the police because they're going to believe that they did it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, which is like you see in what's happening around, you know, the U.S. at the moment, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, uh, calling the police. Are they going to be on your side? So it's really like uh, it really shows a story of like how this is actually happening here in the U.S., which is really unfortunate. And this, this is the story that they have to tell. And um, eventually, um, another they called another person who was also Latino, but then they had to change his name because <laughs> his name it was actually Luis. 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 But they changed it so it sounded like an, uh, a white name, Luis. <laughs> you know, and then they. That's my you know, dad's name. By yeah, the way. so it was kind of a comedy at the end where they uh, dressed up really nice, like a, a flannel shirt. You know, all that stuff. And then they had to speak very proper, you know, because they called the police and be like, yes, sir, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, the police was saying, like, oh, this happens all the time where drunk people get or drugged people get um, walk into people's houses for some reason. Um, yeah, so it was just like was, the story was very powerful in a short way, but saying, like, can we trust the police, you know, to be on our side if we say the truth? You know, and so, like, um, to me, it was very touching. It showed, like, what is happening around the U.S. And, um, yeah, you know, like, uh, on both sides, it's just, like, should we trust? Should we not trust? And uh, it's just very impactful to me. So that's one of the... I really, really enjoy that one. I also like that one. Um, And I think uh, this type of issue, like... uh beyond only the U.S. because I think in different countries like is the stigmas are different. Right. Uh, in my country, Colombia, which is the only experience I have, is you know between like social economic uh, um, economic status, like you know if you're maybe of a lower class right. or higher class, that impacts you whether or not your virtues are gonna be taken, you know, truthful. Does uh, the truth not? So I think there there are there are the different ways that you know other countries also deal with these things, but it's unfortunate that you know the police should be responsive regardless. You know, right. well, like, it's not like this police are responsive. It's I know, just but like, it should. Be, do they like should the police it, trust? I mean, this right? this shouldn't be an trust. issue, right? It shouldn't I'm be. Saying, I'm not know? saying it should that, be. That's the problem here. Right. You know, we shouldn't be talking about these things, right? We shouldn't, right? But it has well, it has happened, and we hope to get to a place where both parties are looking out for each other. We're calling police because you know this is what's happening, and you should trust me. Not you know, not like say like, oh, you're actually the one that did it, right? We should trust each other because we want the community to be, to, to be better, right? We want to trust each other, and it's all about trust, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, alrighty. The next one was called The Fisherman. Yes. El Pescador in mm-hmm. Spanish. Um, and it was just like a, um, a fisherman is having a harsh winter at the open sea. 
So for the sake of his family and against all odds, he needs to capture a fish uh, the night that he was working. So did you like that? I, I enjoyed that one too. It was more, it was like... Uh, this was uh, made in Cuba, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And the director uh, at the very end of the show, the director um, of, this. of it was saying that, uh, uh, was saying some interesting stuff oh, as well, which yes. is really cool. Yeah, they were saying, like, um, it's actually illegal to shoot short films in Cuba. But people so, do but it people do it all. The, yeah, but people do it anyways. Um, and they said that there's no funding for independent films in Cuba as well. So they had to uh, they had to do certain things to get the funding for it. I think they got um, it from here, from the U.S. Yeah. And, uh, no, it was really cool. I enjoyed it. It was... Uh, it just showed, you know, like how difficult it was to get money. Mm -hmm. um, and just to show a family was just like struggling to, you know. So basically the whole family uh, financial support came from the dad's job as a fisherman. Um, and there was a family of three people. They have uh, the fisherman, his wife, and the fisherman's daughter. Um, so she was, um, I think she was, she wanted to, the daughter wanted to participate in a singing contest. Um, and she kept singing throughout the film in Spanish. I think, I don't know, a song about like hope or a star or something like that. Um, and the only income, as I said, that they have was from, you know, from fishing. Um, so the dad, um, went, uh, just the whole night to the open sea right. and waited the whole night to fi to find a fish and it wasn't until the very next morning or yeah, I don't know what time it was but it seemed like he waited for a long time you know it was just a small um, he was in a little boat you know the the conditions that they show was very um, you know not very good um, and he was able to finally get a fish and um so when he, get, when he got home, um, you know, he gave his wife all the cash that he has made. Um, and Reno, regardless of that, it wasn't enough for the daughter's uh, dress. So it was kind of just sad, you know, to see also, you know, that one family is only rely on one source. Right. Um, it was just sad to see, you know, all the things that parents do in order to keep, you know, kids uh, things floating right yeah i agree i agree so yeah that was a good one i enjoyed it Alrighty. Yeah. so should we move on so the next one is great choice what was that uh, one? Oh, i yeah that one was I strongly that one. i i enjoyed it but i could see why oh people God. don't because it was kind of a scary one um it's basically about a red lobster commercial and it just kept repeating and repeating and repeating and then he, the guy at the end would be like, great choice, and then re re rewind, and then it was shot in a, a style where it was uh, like a videotape, like uh, back in the early 90s. 90s. Yeah, so it was very interesting, but it was kind of, it was kind of very weird. Yeah, I think the point of this was basically, you know, how, how, how much like advertisement can do wrong mm -hmm. when you like flash out constantly, you know, um, advertisement regarding lobsters. Not lobsters, <laughs> just in general, you know, just how much you, you can just, like, 
when when they tell you in Taco Bell that there's like <laughs> they have a deal, but if they say every single time, it gets very repetitive. Yeah, it gets very annoying and gets to the point that people are just morbid. Right, they are violent and just like what happened in this film. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end, all the actors were just like hurting them. They're hurting other people and... Yeah, you just have to it, watch it. Yeah, it's it turned into a, a horror movie. Yeah, you just have to watch it. That, that's all we'll say. I honestly that. didn't like that. Like, I, I I, felt like... I don't know. I felt, like, angry yeah. for some reason. Maybe that's where they wanted to appeal. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, we, we're not going to discuss... Yeah, we're not going to discuss films. all of them, but there are other ones we did see, which yeah, was... Yeah, we did, like... V- Volta? Volta, Volta yeah. Uh, War Paint. That was good. And was Wild Wild West, which was also really which good. Which one was that one? Um, that was just, like, this this speaking one with paper. They were using paper. Uh, and then they did, like, a short kind of, like, yes, yes, yes. poetry. Uh, those were good as well. If you are able to watch them... Um, go ahead and watch those. I don't know I how is the, is the thing seen in other, in other cities. I don't know. Maybe they have like a... Like yeah, like a, Sundance short films, they usually show it at other places as well. Yeah. Um, and you can maybe find them online as well. But they're really good if you're can uh, if you able to see them. I would highly recommend them. Mm-hmm. It's yep. another type of uh, perspective. Definitely, definitely. Shall we move on? We shall, we shall. So the next topic that we're going to... Um, talk about or discuss about. Topic about disgusting is our experience moving to New York City. So yes, New York City. New York. Then listen later. How do you sing that? I don't remember. But I think we're singing different songs. Yeah, we probably are singing different songs. Okay. So how do you how do you want to say? You want me to start? You want you to start? No, I can kind of touch upon certain things that were relevant. Okay. Um, when did you move here? I moved to this... Uh, no, no, where, where are you coming from then? When where, Okay. You know? So I moved to the concrete jungle back in 2014. Uh, so it's been four years, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Something yeah. like that. You do the math. Um, I was coming from... A place that's called Virginia. If you guys are not familiar with that, that was the first Virginia colony uh, here in the United States. So Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. That was a great place. I love it. Uh, I met great people and I had great experiences. However, I just wanted to explore something different. Um, so uh, why not New York? Um, at a time, I had one single friend who lived here because uh, I was moving. I was thinking to move somewhere else. Um, I think Texas was on my mind. Maybe Boston was on my mind too. Mm-hmm. I wanted to maybe also try um, Arizona, yeah. or Colorado. I was all over the place basically. Um, and after, you know, but I got a little scared because I didn't have anyone, you know. So since I have my friend and she said, why don't you just come here, you know, she really encouraged me. I was like, no, I, I feel, I don't feel, you know, I don't know, I feel scared, you know, just like when you do something new. Um, so I moved here, um, as I said, with my one friend, um, and I stayed at her place for the first week. Mm. 
Um, and and how did you get here? By you fly here? No. A bus? By bus. Ooh, how, how long did that take? Um, I actually, um, so Delaware. Yeah, Delaware. Delaware, yeah. <laughs> you went through Delaware? I yeah, we oh, did. Okay, okay. Um, I saw a grocery store in Delaware, so that's good enough to say I was in Delaware. I don't remember very uh, vividly. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I didn't talk throughout the way. As Were I you was... scared when you got on that bus? No. So you're just like, and how many bags do you have? Oh. A lot. Really? Yeah. What, like four or five bags? I mean, you're moving your whole life. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm a, I, I, I was a light. Um, I like to be on the light side. Yeah. By them, but I still had a lot of things, yeah. you know. Now that I think I didn't need half of them, but I still brought them with me. Um, so it was nice, it was a you know, I wasn't scared, I was more excited. Um, and I remember my friend picked me up at a Penn Station, yeah, and she was like, Well, how come do you have all those bags? And yeah. like, what was the first thing that you? kind of experience when you got off that bus in New York? That was such a weird feeling. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Um, and it was so, like, calming to see her familiar face. I was like, yes. You know, you just, you, you feel some type of familiarity. And you would look. Yeah. Because she's also from Colombia, so it was nice just to speak in Spanish for a little bit. And when you... Uh, because I know Virginia, I there's in, not as many people, so that transition you, what from... What do you mean? There are people. Well, I mean, there are people, but not as many people. You know, I think so when people you there are more, like, uh, spread out. Right. You know? Here, right. everyone is containing a little box. Right. So, like, what was the feeling when In you... addition to some uh, other creatures. Right. That I'm, I'm sure you've seen on the trains and all, you know. Yeah, so when you... When you were transitioning from, when you were moving from Virginia, which is not as many people, or they're more spread out here, how, how did you feel? Like, because right when you got Penn Station, there's way more people than you would probably see. I felt like, then. I felt excited. Yeah. I th you know, I felt like something was happening here. Yeah. Uh, but that was not my fir the first thing I noticed. I, I feel that the first thing I noticed were the buildings, you know, how, how many buildings were around and just... Yeah. Just the factor of being of the subway. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. How long do you think it took you to adjust to New York? Ooh, at least like nine months. <laughs> That's quite a bit. So nine months. There you go. I see. If you're all moving, you're all, anyone's moving here, it'll probably take nine months to adjust according what to What do you lesson. mean adjusting? Like, you know, um, being comfortable going on the subway. Oh, the subway, yeah. And then like, you know. No, the subway, you know, the subway were, was... You have to, you know. Um, of course, I got lost a million times. Yeah. I don't remember now, like, specifically. Uh, I, I was just uh, amazed, you know. I was like, how is this possible? Yeah. Uh, no, I think I, I exaggerated. I think maybe six months. Plus, I did as I, I was uh, in all the five boroughs at some point because I work in different places. Like, I live... So it was kind of hard. It wasn't always the same constantly. It was kind of right. moving all over the yeah. place. So. Wait, what was in the first place? You Where were you at in the first place? New Jersey. And so New Jersey. So, I ended up so, in New Jersey. So you went to New York to Penn Station, and then you took another bus to New Jersey? 
No, no, no. So I lived with my friend for a fir first week. Yeah. Um, and she helped me with uh, finding a place. Yeah. Um, you know, she went with me. There were some very scary places, and that I'm glad I didn't live there. But there were some really nice people, too. So we found a place in New Jersey. Now, I don't even know how we ended up in New Jersey. Yeah. So I don't, maybe I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I say, yeah, I like this. Yeah. Um, nice. I remember the person that the the people that were living there were from Turkey. I was like, I have no idea. Right, right, right. So it was very different. They were very the 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 first thing that I like about them is that they drink coffee. So that, that was a winning part. Yeah. Uh, the second thing that I really liked was he, the place was very clean. It was small, but it was very clean. And there was a girl uh, living there as well, uh, a man and a, a woman. I don't know how to say that. Um, and she was in a, she was the same age as me, so it was kind of easy to, um, you know, uh, connect. Yeah. Um, I lived there for maybe a month. Oh, I nice. was like, I'm not doing this. It was just far, but the people were really nice. I used to go keep in touch with the girl from Turkey. Nice. Hi. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was interesting. You know, it's 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 nice to look back and think. You know, and yeah, see how reflect much you back have. and what. Yeah. Okay. Now. Yeah. Okay. For me, oh, where Tell should us. I start? Where do you? Nineteen ninety nine. No, it's joking. No, no. Where, where did you come um, from? Okay, so I was coming. How from, did you come from? I was coming from Portland, Oregon. I always wanted to move to New York City. You know, uh, since I can remember, I was always telling my grandma and uh, my family, uh, specifically, I was like, I'm going to go to New York City one of these days. I'm going to go to New York City. Uh, and this is probably back maybe in, like, since, uh, I would say, uh, 2006, 2005. So I've been wanting to go to New York City for a long time. I've never been to the East Coast before. I've always stayed on the West Coast. So, like, uh, California, Oregon, Washington, Hawaii. Like, the West Coast, West Coast. Mm -hmm. I've never actually been, like, you know, further East Coast before. And uh, if I was like, if I'm going to go to East Coast, I was, might as well go to New York City, which is, you know, the biggest, the largest city on the East Coast. So I was like, okay, I'm getting there. I'm going to go there. And uh, around before New Year's on January 2014, like, you know, I, I was... From transitioning from 2013 to 2014, I was talking to my cousin, um, shout outs to her, and I was like, I was, I asked her, and because I was uh, spending a night over at my cousin's place, I was like, should I move to New York City? And she's like, yeah, you should do it. I don't know why that really, <laughs> that that really made me want to do it. Yeah, but, you sometimes, know, yeah. Yeah, but she she's an amazing cousin. She's just like. Uh, she's just an amazing role model, just like pushing people to do, you know, what they do awesome. or want to do. So she just told me, just do it. And I don't know why I had my laptop there. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to book a one way ticket to New York city because if you book a one way, you ain't coming back type of deal. That's what, I mean, how I you was can, thinking. You can go back. I mean, you can go back. Yeah. It's not like a, yeah. So I booked a one way ticket a month in advance and I was like, well, I have a month to prepare to move to New York city. Oh um, and I was just like, so uh, funny. yeah, and I was like, I'm going to do it. Uh, I, I thought you came here in February because uh, it was right before like 
New Year's? February. Yeah. Or March. It was March. So maybe it was two months in advance. I can't remember. It was like that. Um, but I know I came in March. And uh, so it was, uh, so I had to prepare like, you know, like my finances, um, sell everything I have that I don't need. And I had, I think I, I took three bags with me, just three bags. And yeah. I had to fly there because it was for all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast. So I had to fit everything um, that I could carry, you know. So everything was in three bags. I got those, those, those Ziploc bags that um, I highly recommend anyone that, uh, you know, travels. I have them too. Use those Ziploc bags where you can store as much clothes as you need. And then you use a vacuum to suck out all the air. And it just is very Compresses compressed. It. Yeah, compressed area. So um, I would suggest doing that. So I got all that, and um, you know I got to the airport. Oh no! And then um, I uh, contacted. Uh, Why did you tell your family that you were moving? Did you tell? Them I told them right after them? I yeah I booked the ticket. Wow, okay. That hey I, I this is my decision that I'm going to move to New York City. Wow. Um, and everybody was like, Are you sure you're gonna do it? You're gonna <laughs> do it? And then one uh, one of my uncles was like, you're gonna be moving back here in three months. And I was like. I'm going to bet you on that to see if I am. Uh, and, you know, so then, uh, so I, w I got to the airport. Uh, my family was there to see me off. And um, uh, before I did that, I contacted someone on Craigslist. And, you was um, in on Craigslist? Yeah, I contacted someone on Craigslist. <gasps> and um, I'm going to have her as a guest um, in, uh, to our podcast uh, later on in the future. And she'll be talking uh, to you more about it. But she she's very is, inspiring too. she's very inspiring. She's such Strong an amazing woman. person. And, uh, she was the first person I contacted and she said that she had a place that I could stay and, um, that I would be the very first person to stay at her place. <laughs> and I was How like, did you okay. feel? Because that, that's a problem. If you're the very first person means that there's no record of someone is staying before. Yeah, exactly. So, so and, uh, um, I also had a little video interview with her so i got to see her face to face I know, but before still... as well i had to take a chance i just took the chance oh, um so i got on the airplane wow. and you know we uh had our sh uh, our tearful moments with my family you know like uh, i cried they cried we all had cry eyes you know all of that stuff and uh you know it was it was good to see my family before i left and um so yeah so i i got on a flight and I landed, and um, it was about, I would say, about what 9 o'clock. What airport did you land at? Uh, LaGuardia? It was LaGuardia. LaGuardia. Yes. And it was 9 p.m. And 9 p.m.? Yes, it was 9 p.m. So I got there 9 p.m. in your city? I got there super late, and then I was like, you okay, let's take the taxi. You know, you, you got to take the taxi in New York City, right? So I waited in line. I didn't realize how long the line was to take a taxi. It was... Long. It took me about uh, forty minutes to um, to get a taxi because we had to wait long ass line, and um, so yeah, so it was that, and then uh, we waited, or I waited, and then uh, I called uh, I called her, and I was like, I'm gonna be uh, late a little bit because I had to wait for so long, and uh, she was like, Okay, no problem, and then uh, her place was in Brooklyn. It took another 40 minutes to get there. So by the time I got there, it was about 11 p.m. in Brooklyn. 
So I was in Brooklyn. I didn't know, you know, the area. I was like, Oh my god! Okay, what's going on around here? The the area that I stayed in what looked a little bit sketchy, especially especially at nighttime. So I was. Everything looks kind of sketchy sometimes. Yeah, especially at nighttime. So I was a little bit scared. I was like, Okay, <laughs> I called her. I was like, I got a text. I called her right away. I was like, Okay, where are you at? And so she got out of the the apartment, and I was like, "Okay, great." So wait, the the taxi left? Yeah, taxi left oh, with all my bags. Oh god! Um, and then I got into the apartment, and then she told me, you know, she was like, "Hey there, um, I'm going to be actually leaving tomorrow upstate to see my family. You're going to have the place all to yourself for the weekend." And I was like, "What? Really?" I was kind of scared because I was like, I don't know this place. I was like, are you sure? And she was like, yeah, you have all the place, so don't worry about it. That was a lot of trust of her as well. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, just like, well. Yeah, so I was like, okay. and But I thought she was going to stay there to kind of show me around the place. But I was like, okay, I can do this on my own. I woke up the next morning. I'm going to have to be honest with you. I was a little bit scared. I didn't even leave the entire, I didn't leave the apartment the entire day. <laughs> I stayed there the entire day, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, people. I didn't even leave the house. Uh, Wait, I didn't open did the she door. leave, like, the she, keys she, or something? She did, but she left the uh, morning, so when I woke up, she was, she already, was, already, gone. She was already gone. Plus, you, I, I imagine you were with the jet lag a little bit. Yeah, I was I jet lagged and much, all of that stuff, yeah. So, the the following day, I the, re, the reason I left was because I was hungry. There was no food there. So I was like, I got to eat. The, the, so starvation was the only way to push me outside the door. So I finally left. I walked around the neighborhood a little bit. It wasn't scary, as scary, you know, going, walking around the neighborhood. I went into a little um, mini Delhi. mart. Yeah, mini mart. And then bought something there. And then I, I uh, came back. Um, <laughs> then the next day, I was like, you know what? I got to be brave. And go down and, uh, you know, uh, go to the subways. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. The funny thing was the subways was right on the same block that we were living. So I didn't even have to even walk very far. So, um, yeah, so then I finally got into the subway and I was like, oh, man, here it goes. And I looked at the map. Did you even like, Did you even know how to purchase a... A ticket? That's a pro- that's the first thing that you have to figure out. How do I buy? Was, that was easy. That part was really? easy. Really? Yeah, that part was no. easy. No. For me, it wasn't because I was like, what is this? Like, what yeah. do you mean refill? Oh, right, right, right. That's true, I too. always ask. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't ask. I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, so, yeah. So, then I started getting lost everywhere I went. <laughs> I know. Uh, luckily, Google Maps works. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that a lifesaver. Like a lifesaver. Yeah, good thing we, we are... Moving in like working in the time where technology. Yes, because around. before you had to print out those pieces of paper. Oh yes, I remember. From Google Maps and be like, okay, this is where you do. This is what you do. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So um, luckily we had uh, Google Maps on our phone, and that helped immensely. Uh, it took me. I, I feel like it would. It took me about a month to get used to, uh, to get used to the subways, and just how much larger it was. Um, and how, you know, it's so interconnected to all the boroughs mm-hmm. and it was, uh, the amazing thing, it was 24 seven. Yeah. That was, so yeah, that could, was the first, yeah. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. So you could go at any times of the day, um, are you on, on the are you not, are you on uh, responsibility of course? Right. Right. So, yeah. So that was kind of my first experience. The first thing, the first place I went to was the Nintendo 
oh. store, World Store. Hey, I was just like, this. There's only one Nintendo store in the entire U.S. and it's in New York. I was like, I gotta go. So that was my very first place that I went to when I got here in New York City because I'm a huge Nintendo fan. So that's that's one of the places I went to. Then I started exploring after that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. How? Yeah. So that was a kind of our first experiences of New York City. We have a whole bunch more that we can talk about later in the future podcasts of like some of the things we really like to do, like what were some of the first things we really saw, all of that stuff. But we wanted to give you kind of an introduction of like how we got here to New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. On YouTube as on well. On YouTube as well. Visit our website. Visit our website. Um, those are all the channels that you can visit us. Com- you know, comment on them and just uh, see what you like to, to hear and all of that stuff. We will have guests in the future. Um, that's going to be exciting as well. So Sooner than later. Exactly. So stay tuned for... More excited, excited, excited content. Excited content, yes. Excited content. Um, and stay happy yep. and tune. Yep, sounds great. Bye. 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 Bye.